to all of you Hearts Rise Up podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode. I'm Carol Chapman, your host today. On this podcast, we share our personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guests that we interview. Our purpose is to inspire you to rise up to your best and highest self, tap into your own inner wisdom, and elevate your state of being, your life, and the world around you. It's that simple. So let's get right into today's episode. I am so excited to introduce my guest, who is a wonderful, wonderful person. I've had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with her. Her name is Allie Harwood. Allie is a holistic wellness and confidence coach, helping shy women introverts to break free from overthinking, self-judgment, and holding back so they can finally feel happy in their own skin and express their true, authentic selves in the world. She believes that there is no greater fulfillment than knowing your true self and no greater freedom than owning your true self, as this is how we find our peace, our passion, and our purpose. Allie is a lover of all things personal and spiritual development. I love that. Healthy, living, nature, dancing, and wise words. I love all that too. Allie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you with us today. I've learned a little bit about you and can't wait to have you share your heartwarming story with our listeners. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about you and um, what you're doing these days as a holistic wellness and confidence coach. Sure. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to give you a a little bit of background on my story. Um, And so... For the most part, you know, my teenage years my, and even up to my early 20s, um, I, I lived very much inside my head. I was kind of privately struggling with low self-worth and confidence, um, and that was largely tied to the shame that I felt towards my kind of introverted nature. And I was very self-conscious um, and, you know, always assuming that, People were judging me or seeing my imperfections because that's how I saw myself. Um, and even though I, I have a lot of good memories from you know those those days, um, it was difficult for me to be my my true self. And in hindsight, I can see that I kind of lost touch with who she was. Um, yeah, and then. So when it came to deciding what I wanted to study um, for, at university, I wasn't sure. So I took a, a gap year, um, did some traveling, um, which was, you know, a, a valuable experience, but it didn't, it definitely didn't touch the root of my struggles. Mm. <laughs> um, and I decided to study speech and language therapy. Um, it was, it was the closest thing that um, kind of resonated with me at the time but soon after starting my first job as a speech therapist I, I knew that something was missing and I kind of already had that a suspicion that it wasn't it wasn't like what I was really meant to do and um, by that point I had just started to read and learn things in the you know personal development field and um 
took I took the time to really reflect on my my true passions and values and skills at that point and that was when I realized how much I loved the, the field of of holistic health and wellness as well as personal development um, and how much I love to relate to people as well through through shared experiences and interests and so on um, so when I discovered the field of wellness coaching and I found a, an online training program, it, it felt like an epiphany. <laughs> um, and even though I could see that it would involve starting my own business, which is not something I, I would have ever believed I was capable of doing or would want to do, the pull towards it was, was strong enough for me to go ahead and enroll in the training. That's wonderful. Uh, that's just absolutely terrific. And I think that very few of us know really what we want to do, you know, until we start, uh, we get out in the world and we start, you know, just experiencing life. And it, uh, but fortunately, I, it, it seems like for you, it didn't take too long for you to find mm. your direction. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, my, so my speech and language therapy degree was, was four years, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I kind of identified the, my passion for coaching or to go down that route shortly after that. <laughs> um, so I still had to kind of deal with that, that voice in my head saying like, you've just spent four years studying, like you don't, you, like, why are you thinking of changing now kind of thing? I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you on that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I couldn't ignore it. So. so, you know, I think it would be uh, wonderful to just find a jumping in point to, you know, talk about your personal journey and, uh, you know, maybe some challenges along the way that uh, led to that turning point for you. Would you do you have something that you could share uh, about those challenges? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think a couple, there's a couple of low points that stand out for me. One is quite early on when I was 14, 15. Um, I, I mean, because of, because I kind of felt like, I think I felt like I didn't have the personality to kind of, you know, shine. And so I decided to target my, my appearance and my body and I decided to diet and, um, you know, I actually became underweight and I realize now that it was, you know, I was relying on that external attention to feel, um, worthy and to, you know, I, I just thought, okay, at least, at least I can try and control my, you know, my body and my appearance. Um, and that kind of, luckily, you know, it didn't get to, a, it didn't get it didn't get worse because, um, you know, the thought of being admitted somewhere was very scary for me. So I improved there, but it was never fully resolved. You know, it was kind of like an up and down with, with that area. Um, and, and then the other, the other low point for me was, um, in my third year of university. Um, uh, so I had, I had been with my my boyfriend at the time for the first two years we we met you know um in the like very soon after starting you know he he became like my best friend basically and 
in in my third year of university, I went from living with him to living in a different house to him. Um, I was living with three other girls, and that was when it it came very became very obvious to me that I found it hard to really relate to the girls that I was living with, um, as well as those on my course. And I I really didn't like the idea of having to spend time with them whilst pretending that I was happy doing it just for the sake of being social um, when I could be doing, you know, my own thing alone. Um, and so I found myself socially withdrawing. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the same time, I felt lonely when, you know, when I wasn't with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and also jealous of the other girls' friendships. And I often found myself crying silently in my bedroom and not really knowing why at the time. Um, and, you know, at the same time, I felt guilty of being antisocial and constantly worrying what the other girls were thinking about me. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was that was definitely a memory that stands out to me. The turning point from that was it came quite quite unexpectedly because that summer when I went back home to my parents' home, um, I came across an inspiring true story online about a girl who discovered that she had suppressed anger towards her her father and she was guided through a powerful process to release that. And that really resonated with me um, and I... I knew I had to follow it. I knew I had to follow that process myself. And, you know, it it basically, it took a lot of my courage to actually mm-hmm. um, tell my dad face-to-face how I really felt. Um, and that was like a combination of of the anger that I had kind of suppressed, um, as, as well as like the, the love I felt towards him, which I hadn't been able to express previously. And and the and what I wanted to apologize to him for um, having looked back, you know, on our other relationship with more with more empathy and more compassion. That experience mm-hmm. not only like, you know, rekindled our our relationship with, between my my dad and me, but it had it was it was like my first experience of really taking responsibility for my own well being and happiness. Because I was really, I was releasing myself of that emotional block that was, you know, suppressed anger, um, and that that I can see now, looking back, that that created a positive, like, knock-on effect in many of my other relationships. Right. Do you think that that is a just a natural trait of introverts, or what do you think, you know, led to that? Which which part do you do you mean? Just suppressing suppressing your anger and 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 just not stepping up to taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah, I think um, I think it, it probably is more common amongst introverts. Yeah, um, but also to do with you know your your experiences as well, growing up and yeah. For me, it wasn't, you know, I, I basically learned that it's not um, desirable to express your anger or, you know, that there's going to be consequences. And so, yeah, I think it's a combination. Exactly. Were there any other turning points uh, that 
kind of have uh, moved you, you know, forward um, towards the, the transformation that you have? I see now how that that experience um, with my dad. Then, basically, when I went back to university for my final year, with the help of of living in a new house with a few a couple of new people, I really decided to embrace that op- as an opportunity to start over. And so I started, you know, spending more time with my with my housemates with the intention of bonding with them instead of convincing myself that it's already been too awkward for too long or that they don't like me. And, and I started to share more about myself instead of keeping everything private. And, you know, I started to say yes to more social invitations and, and proactively meeting new people. And mm. to my surprise, that turned out to be my best year of university overall in, in my grades, in my relationships, in my happiness, and kind of, you know, kind of like a new sense of ownership over my life and so yeah and that that also became the year that I began reading self-help books and um you know started learning about the power of the mind and and like you know becoming aware of my thoughts and my self-talk and my beliefs and how they're impacting my life Oh, it's amazing how that can just spiral us into just all this negative negative self-talk and just really, it can be very depressing and, and actually it can be a situation where we're just constantly churning those thoughts and then it just spirals us down uh, emotionally. And there is huge power in the mind, basically. And I know that whenever I find myself you know, thinking negative thoughts. Um, I think one thing that I do is I, I start thinking more thoughts about what am I grateful for? And that quickly shifts me into a more positive direction from the standpoint of just how I view and perceive the world around me and myself. So I bet that was a huge uh, point of self-discovery for you. Mm, definitely. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I don't think there's, I don't think I can ever be reminded of that enough you know because every day there's kind of we it's like a it's like a a daily practice right though whenever those negative thoughts or beliefs come up you have to choose to be aware of them in that moment absolutely it's a it's a consciousness uh, and we have to be we need to be mindful of it and because we're human and it's in, in their, their patterns, like for instance, patterns that have been repeated over and over and over. And in your particular case, you know, since your very early years, your teenage years, those patterns are hard to break it, and it's hard to create new habits. And, uh, but it seems like that major, major point of, uh, of learning, um, and turning point for you, for you started with, you know, that relationship with your dad. And oftentimes that's where turning points <laughs> occur. Uh, it can be, it's either our rela- maybe our relationship to ourself or our relationship with others. Yeah. How have you changed and grown uh, as a result of it? And, and how has it um, brought you to where you are today and kind of like um, giving you that strength to, to move forward and make the decisions in life that, because I understand now you, you don't, you're not no longer. And I didn't even mention in the beginning that you were, that, uh, you were raised and, and born in the UK, but you now live in Oman. Um, so that's 
quite a, a, a shift too. Um, I would have to say for anyone who's you know gone through some major challenges and and major changes in their life, you know, it's it's decisions, life life decisions that are, that affect us. So how have you how have you changed and grown as a result of that? And what are the, the learnings, um, additional learnings that you've had along the way? Yeah. So I think definitely the first kind of the first point was with this releasing the the suppressed emotions and then the the mindset kind of being aware of my thoughts and beliefs that was like the foundation and then and then that led to basically the way I talk to myself and treat myself on on all levels so building you know building self-love and respect and compassion and and forgiveness towards myself which again is you know is a daily a daily practice for me um and also that you know that then inspired me to change the way I show up with other people so you know expressing my my true thoughts and feelings more and being willing to be vulnerable with people and and then with my business of course sharing my story publicly was a a big step for me something that's that's really important to me is is really prioritizing my my passions and my values and my desires I like to say that it's it's like taking empowered responsibility for the experiences that I want to have rather than waiting and wishing and postponing and settling. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what um, personal development is is all about, is learning more about ourselves and how we navigate our lives and um, and looking for the for the positives and looking to do things that are more constructive it's so easy for us to create destructive uh, or have destructive mind you know mindset or behaviors and patterns and we've got to shift out of that and i think that you've uh, just to kind of just sum up some of the things that you that you've been doing to move forward is that you have daily you release those suppressed emotions and you have this awareness and you're, you're, you're tender with yourself. You don't, uh, you know, you, you practice self-love. You're not as hard on yourself. Uh, you have more compassion, uh, more patience. And the more that we do that with ourselves, the easier it is for us to operate that way in the world with others. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. And uh, so I, I, I think that um, I, I would, I, I can just imagine that these are some of the things that you teach and coach your clients with those types of practices yeah exactly you know basically the work I do now with my clients reflects the the steps that I took in my own journey so the biggest kind of lesson for me was that I realized how you know having low self-worth and confidence affected all areas of my life and and all parts of my being taking being a holistic wellness coach as well you know I I really believe that all areas of our lives are connected and so yeah I wanted to create a program that takes that holistic approach and and covers the emotional the mental the physical the social the spiritual well-being I love that so you take your clients through a, a process of all those elements within their lives yeah 
Mm-hmm. Wonderful. It would be uh, helpful if you would share a little bit about how that approach helps your clients. Yeah. So very similar to my own experiences, I, I this, the first step is is about letting go of your past and by releasing suppressed emotions. So it's really kind of identifying your you know your triggers um, and what what emotions come up from that. Um, you know, whether, whether that's anger or shame or guilt or, you know, whatever, whatever comes up and just releasing that through, you know, through forgiveness and through, through seeing it from a different perspective, you know, what did you actually learn from that? What can you be grateful for? Um, and then, yeah, the, the second step is, is all about your mindset and your kind of, you know, your sense of identity, which is, basically like f- formed from the beliefs you have about yourself and then basically transforming those into transforming the limiting thoughts and beliefs into ones that like empower and reflect your your true best self you know you're you're like the empowered version of you and then following from that it's yeah it's, it's cultivating the, that self-love and acceptance through practices um, and then honoring your body as well through physical self-care and just being being in tune with what your body needs and wants um, and then with the with the social well-being the relationships it's about finding your voice and mm-hmm. taking responsibility for your part in creating fulfilling relationships and then the, the final one is about connecting to your your purpose, your potential, your your vision. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a um, a personal philosophy or mantra that uh, you live by, and how have you pl- applied it in your life? Yeah, so probably the one that's most relevant is is the one that you said in my intro um about you know there's no greater fulfillment than knowing your true self and no greater freedom owning your true self Mm. um and so the knowing the knowing your true self i think it's definitely an ongoing journey because we're always evolving um and it it just requires you know deep self-awareness and being honest with yourself asking yourself those those questions those powerful questions and and I think a big part of that is distinguishing between like what represents the real you and your your true potential versus like what is your false limiting beliefs and conditioning which you could say are still a part of you but I think that they're more like an amplification of your ego mind, right? Yeah, exactly. I love that amplification of your ego mind. I think that um, that's so true that so many people in the world just get caught up in what others or what they think others, you know, think they should be or should do or, or whatever. And oftentimes we just really get hung up in what the, what, what, okay, listening to our ego as opposed to really listening to mm-hmm. our heart because that's from from my perspective I, I think that if you really want to get in touch with your true self that that your true self is really what comes from the heart what 
you know, deep down inside you, as opposed to, you know, the answers to life's biggest questions and the things that, 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 uh, are, that are true for us aren't outside of us. It's, it rests within us and it takes great introspection and self-reflection and, you know, deep awareness mm. to uncover that and then be true to that, to own it, to yeah. take a stand as opposed to a- allowing external circumstances or societal norms or expectations of others to, exactly. you know, influence uh, how we live our life and what we do. And, and I think that that's, that's what leads to true happiness is when we are true to ourselves. And I just, I love the, the terminology that you use about owning your truth. It's just so important. So I, I think it would be wonderful just to hear a little bit more about um, your vision for the future and what other things that you want to achieve as you grow your business and we all know that, you know, things evolve over time, our whole life evolves, and we can go through different transformations and, and changes uh, over the course of years of even the, the life experiences that kind of influence what we do with our lives. But at this point in time, what's on the horizon for you? Yeah. So something that I'm exploring at the moment is the the power of, of creative expression, primarily through dance and movement. Ooh, I love that. Tell me more about it. <laughs> yeah, so I've always loved dancing and, and singing as well. Um, but it's definitely, it's been very, you know, something that I will I will completely let go when I'm by myself. But when it's around other people, you know, I've, it's always been like a, you know, I've been very self-conscious. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. Being a fellow introvert, I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've just, I've started kind of um, really prioritizing, you know, creating time for myself to, to just dance freely. And the, like, the feeling I get from it, like how liberating it is to be able to express myself through that has been so powerful that I've, I, I now really would love to be able to create that safe space for other women to experience it. I realized that it's because, especially, you know, being an introvert where we are often thinking and planning and, you know, maybe following rules, the freestyle dancing and movement is the opposite to that. It's all about feeling and flowing in the moment and being spontaneous and letting your body lead. And so, um, yeah, I would love to, you know, do workshops and um, and kind of like a retreat um, involving not only that, but, you know, it would be great to collaborate with some other professionals and, and involve some art and drama and writing and, and then also some meditation and, you know, like the nature, nature side. And um, so kind of, you know, a big <laughs> complementary mix of things. Well, I have I have somebody that I can introduce you to mm. that actually I recently interviewed on the show that I think would be um, someone that uh, that you need to get to know. Okay, and who knows? Could be a potential collaboration. She's here in in the U.S., but uh, you know, time and distance really is irrelevant these days because 
uh, you know, of this global technology that we have. So I want to introduce you to her. I love that, um, what you're doing and, and how you want to incorporate this. Um, cause I think that there's just so much power in that, that creative process of just letting go and particularly with the dance. Definitely. Well, I want to just kind of wrap up if I can, I've got a few additional questions that I just kind of want to get through just to, you know, get a little bit more interesting insights about you. I'd love to know, first of all, what's your favorite pastime? Dancing. <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who who would have guessed? And what lifts you up? Again, it would have to be music and dancing and nature. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad that you found that. You know, it, as as an introvert, it um it is it's it's a great way to um to break out of your shell, to be more expansive. And of course, I love nature myself. What helps you feel grounded and centered? I would say meditating um, or just simply, you know, maybe just simply being in a peaceful environment. So <laughs> spending time, whether that's in nature or um, just having a quiet time um, and journaling, I think, as well. Mm. Do you find that you can uh, you can find those moments and those places where you live today? Yeah, definitely. Um, Good. Yeah. And uh, again, it's something I prioritize. Yeah, it's an, it's important. You know, those are the things that keep us going and keep us centered and balanced. Do you have a favorite book or a go-to resource that uh, you'd love to share with others? Yeah, I think The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle was one of the first books that really like <laughs> woke me up in terms of, you know, discovering the power of the mind. And I loved his his other book, the kind of sequel, A New Earth, as well. Mm, those are some great books. I agree. And um, I'm also a big fan of the Melissa Ambrosini show, which is a podcast. Um, so she interviews experts in in the fields of health and wealth and relationships and spirituality, and. They're, they're always so interesting and empowering. I haven't heard of that, but I will definitely make sure we include that in our show notes along with the books as well. Uh, I think it would be uh, interesting to know what's the best advice that you've received from someone. Mm, I think it's the fact that, you know, even the most confident, successful people in the world are not fearless and they're not without challenges. And, you know, Basically, they will. We will always face new challenges and fears, no matter how much we grow. And in fact, especially as we grow, you know, new new fears will come up, um, and new and new experiences. But I think the most important thing is is how we choose to interpret them and, and respond to them. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's very much about choosing to see the challenges as you know happening for us, not to us. And, you know, and just acknowledging the fears, but then overriding them with, you know, by, by just following what feels right, following that inspiration and choosing the courage to move forward. Wonderful. And just a few parting comments. Um, what advice do you have for others to rise up to their best and highest self? Hmm. I think creating that time and space um, on a regular basis to just to just be with yourself and to have a conversation with yourself um, to to be able to just tap into 
what feels needed, what feels true for you, what feels right, what feels good, what feels inspiring, and and to make those things a priority. I think that's the best advice anyone could offer. <laughs> I will definitely take that on board myself as well. Allie, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Before we wrap up, there's just a few things I'd love to cover. Tell us how others can learn more about you. Yeah, sure. Um, so you can visit me at my website at www.wellnesswithali.com. And that's A-L-I-E. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Wellness with Ali. And I also have a private Facebook group called the Confident Introvert Tribe. And I'm really active in there. And we get, you know, it's kind of a chance to go a bit deeper and interact with each other and more, more exclusive tips and inspiration there. Awesome. Well, it's wonderful to be able to bring together in in a community and Facebook and Instagram are great for that. And I understand you have a free gift that you're offering our listeners today. Can you share a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. and where our listeners can obtain that? Yeah. So it's called the Confident Introverts Pathway and it's six steps to go from shy and insecure to confident and empowered. And um, you can find that again at my at my website. You'll see it says uh, free guide option um, page. Sorry, and um, it basically is a is an overview of the actual program, my ninety day program that I support women with. Um, so it yeah, again, it's for shy women, introverts um, who really want to break free from the overthinking and the self-judgment and the holding back and um guides you know it goes through those those steps that i mentioned before um so letting go of your past discovering your true self um cultivating self-love honoring your body creating fulfilling relationships and then owning your purpose and your potential Oh, sounds fabulous. And I think that that would be a great intro for anyone who is in that situation where they are looking to build that confidence and empowerment within themselves. And also, it's a great segue if they're interested in your 90-day program. So it gives them a nice little uh, introduction to that as well. So I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. And we'll make sure that all the information on the free guide where they can access it will be in our show notes. Thank you so much uh, for being our show today. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great day. You too. Wait, don't go yet. Stay with us just a bit longer. Before you go, we hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We also hope that it inspired you to unleash your own inner power and to rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. Just a few things before we go. We'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes because those reviews are so important to our show. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others, particularly those episodes that are your favorite. And we'd love it if you let us know what tips and strategies you use to rise up to your highest self. You can reach out to us at www.heartsriseup.com or you can email us at hello at heartsriseup.com. 
Well, that's it for now. Until next time, keep rising up and may love and happiness always be in your heart. Bye for now. 